0: Do you ever feel isolated and alone in your job and like there's no one else like you in the same boat? Do you wish you had someone alongside you who just gets it? And have you ever wondered how to go about finding your tribe at work? In this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Nasia Haider, consultant radiologist and founder of the Physicians Mums Group UK, a Facebook group of over 20,000 doctors, and Dr. Catherine Hickman, GP, tiny habits coach and friend of the show, who's part of the team that manages this Facebook group. We talk about just why it's been so successful and the power of a kind community of peers. We talk about the importance of talking about our struggles and share stories of how the PMG UK Facebook group has helped support its members both emotionally and practically. We also talk about how to find a tribe of kindred spirits on or off Facebook So listen if you want to find out how kindness and gratitude can make all the difference in challenging work environments. Listen if you want to know why sharing your vulnerability and struggles with work colleagues can create a powerful culture of acceptance and support. And listen if you want to create your own network of supportive colleagues. Welcome to You Are Not A Frog, the podcast for GPs, doctors and other busy professionals in high-stress jobs. Even before the coronavirus crisis, many of us were feeling stressed and one crisis away from not coping. We felt like frogs in boiling water, overwhelmed and exhausted. But this has crept up on us slowly, so we hardly noticed the extra long days becoming the norm. And let's face it, frogs generally only have two choices. Stay and be boiled alive, or jump out of the pan and leave. But you are not a frog. And that's where this podcast comes in. You have many more options than you think you do. It is possible to be master of your own destiny and to craft your life so that you can thrive even in the most difficult of circumstances. I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Morris, GP to executive coach and specialist in resilience at work. I work with doctors and other organisations all over the country to help professionals and their teams beat stress and take control of their work. I'll be talking to friends, colleagues and experts, all who have an interesting take on this so that together we can take back control to survive and thrive in our work and lives. Are you constantly stressed and thinking about work? Does your laptop come with you on holiday? Your to-do list have permanent residence in your brain and your worry about how to handle the latest crisis wake you up in the small hours. Then it's time to get your life back and that's exactly what our brand new online course will help you do. It's a 60-minute reset for healthcare professionals to shift your mindset so you can set boundaries and limits around your work without the endless guilt that you've not done enough. It's just twenty seven pounds and you can get instant access now when you go to shapestoolkit.com/slash get your life back. So it's fantastic to have with me on the podcast today Dr Nazia Haider and Naz is a consultant radiologist and the founder of the Physicians Mums Group UK which is a Facebook group which we'll talk about more in a minute and I've also got Dr Catherine Hickman who's a GP and a tiny habits coach and mentor so welcome both of you. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you Rachel for having us. Oh, it's fantastic to have you on the podcast. And I, I've wanted to talk to you both for a long time because this PMG UK Facebook group is just fantastic. It's been a real source of support for so many uh, medics and mums. It's for it's for physicians who are also mums who are based in the UK, although I presume actually it's starting to get a bit of a more of an international flavour. Is that right?
1: That's correct. Yeah, we have got quite a few members who are based in Australia, New Zealand, US,
0: yeah and it's I think one of the most active groups I've ever seen on Facebook so hundreds of posts every day and a huge variety of posts and huge amounts of support and I wanted to get uh, Naz and Catherine on just to talk about this this concept of peer support why it's so important and how we can foster that for ourselves and our colleagues because I think for me it's one of the 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 biggest well-being factors but I just wanted to start by uh, hearing a little bit more about the Facebook group because Naz you you set it up originally can you tell me why you set it up and the the, the bit of the story about it
1: began a decade ago when I was a, a registrar a radiologist a first year radiology registrar and I was pregnant with my first child Shiza and I was to sit my first uh, fellowship exam of radiology. And as everyone else, I was quite excited to be a mom. I was the only pregnant female slash mom in the whole five-year training scheme. So so yeah, one day it was uh, a consultant radiologist. She came and wanted to have a chat with me. But what she said shook me up so much that I knew that today would never be forgotten. She asked me, so now once your uh, baby is born what would you do with her? Would you keep her or would you send her to your parents back home in India? And that really surprised me. You know, I was not expecting that. Well, she said it was a very genuine question because she believed that I would not be able to do my training and pass my exams with an infant. And, you know, that I I was immensely supported at home because I have a very supporting husband. But that support, I I never saw that at workplace. It was a very different culture for mums who were getting trained. So this question, it came in different shapes and forms all through my training. And, you know, people kept on asking me about how will I cope? And I must say that at at that time, I wished that, you know, I had someone who was in the same boat as me, whom I could speak to and, you know, who could connect with me. So fast forward, seven years on, you know, I completed my training, I passed my exams and I had another daughter. And I was going to the next stage of my career to start a consultant job. I had decided to take a job in a workplace, which was predominantly male dominated. And, you know, those questions again started coming to me. How will I cope? What will they say? Will that be the same again? But I I tried to ignore it. Then I did my interview. I accepted the job. And then I realized that those, you know, those conflicting thoughts again started coming back to me, which I experienced as a young registrar. And they were quite, they were quite strong, and I actually started getting worried. And I think that time I, I I thought I need some help. I need that peer support. I need people who are in the same boat as me. I need them with me. So at ten o'clock in the night, I started added 10 of my close, very close friends. And I I boldly created this group. You know, I'm saying boldly because that was a big step for me. I knew I was was exposing myself to my close friends. They would now know that I am worried, I'm stressed, and I have questions. We don't talk about these things, do we, Rachel? We don't talk about our issues. We don't talk about insecurities. We have a very cold face when we go out. So you know, we started. So we added, I added those close friends, and then we shared our experiences. And I did not realize what I had created till the number grew from ten to ten thousand in four months' time. <laughs> four months. <laughs> and uh, yes, that's how the PNG UK tribe was born. And here we are today. We are twenty one thousand strong. And yeah. So wow. yeah, that's
0: the story. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible. And I I really love the fact that you started it because you're not from any, you know, grand motivation. It was just literally, I need some support. I need to share. I need to know that other people are in the same boat and and get their thoughts. Because I guess when you're in that workplace, you are quite isolated. You might be the only one who's at your particular stage of life with your particular number of kids. But nationally, there's loads of people.
1: Yeah, now I realise, you know, when when the group was started, it was, I'm not alone. There's so many in the same boat as me. They are going through the same stage of life, you know, and that was incredibly helpful. Catherine, how did you get involved? So I was on Resilient GP, which is another Facebook group, and somebody suggested
2: that I posted my question. It must have been something related, more mum related on PMG UK. And she said, I'll add you. So I was added to this (laughs) group. And then it was around about the time of the conference yeah. and I was involved in another conference. I said, how about how about getting the speakers into the group to do some live conversations, live chats about about what they're going to talk about at the conference? So Naz was like, great idea. And yes, you can interview them, go live and then and then MC the conference and the rest
0: is history. <laughs> and Catherine, how, how have you found it's helped you being part of the group?
2: I think I was saying earlier when we were chatting is that I would now default to PMG UK as my Google. I think every, every single time the hive that we call it has come up with an answer, apart from when my fish started losing their fish, losing fins, and there was nothing in PMG UK. I was a bit disappointed. It's called fish rot, apparently. <laughs> so that's a bit gutted. But... I think on a more serious note, I think going back to what we're saying about not being able to talk about things when you're in a work environment, because I think there's something about that vulnerability, not wanting to expose yourself to your work colleagues as being stressed or anxious or not coping, because there's always that risk. If I expose myself, then am I going to lose my job? Am I not going to get promoted? Am I going to be talked about behind my back? Whereas, you know, ironically, posting in you know online. Okay, it's a, it's a private group, but as now said, it's twenty one thousand members strong. Sometimes posting on there feels safer than sometimes talking to colleagues, which seems bonkers. But but that's how it feels. It feels like a very you know nothing is completely safe and secure on the internet. Absolutely, but I think it's as safe and secure as you're going to get posting in that group. And and you know. Ninety-nine pounds hundred, you're going to get an outpouring of support, and if not support, equally some very sound advice. Very often, and and you know, sound checking what 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 you're doing as well. Yeah,
0: I think that sense checking is really important. Sometimes, isn't it? You know, I've, I'm thinking about doing this. What do other people think? And and we're not born to live in a vacuum, are we? It's very very hard to make loads of decisions that you don't know, quite know right and wrong. And particularly when it comes to parenting. There are so many conflicting advice givers out there. It's just really nice to know that actually this way is good and actually that way is good as well. I was just going to pick on that point about why is it easier to disclose and be vulnerable online than it is face-to-face? When we feel very
1: comfortable and safe when we ask questions in the group and when we go in the real world and you, know, you speak to those members, I think we are not really comfortable in opening up. I think it's about the culture, isn't it? The work culture is still the same, unfortunately. We are not supposed to talk about things, about our issues, about our vulnerabilities, about stresses, or about being a parent. I think that's something which which has to change, and we have to change it somehow. Yeah,
0: that's a really good point, because you're right, I, I can see people being vulnerable in the workplace about certain things but there's not a lot of vulnerability about the issues of being a parent in the workplace maybe because we fear being judged or we're feeling guilty for not working enough or not being at home enough you always feel guilty for sort of both don't you or and I genuinely think it's not not discussed very much at work is it
1: no, no, it's not. If Catherine would remember, there were quite a few members. There was quite a strong movement in some ways a year back when they really wanted us to create something so that they could recognize the PMG UK members at Workplace because they really wanted to go and connect to them because they said, look, if we if we get a member of the Hive there, we would be fine because we know they would support us. Can you please create something like that? Yeah, I agree. And
2: short of like a secret handshake, actually, that's a really important. point. <laughs> i was thinking
0: like a, ha- a hairpin or something.
2: <laughs> well, I, I wear my lanyard. I wear my PMG UK lanyard from from the from the conference. So you know, new salary doctors are over would instantly recognise that as a PMG UK member. But actually, that it's it's a really good important point that you know there are subgroups and you know people that meet locally on WhatsApp groups and it's it's almost like how do we infiltrate this at a at a work level it's actually is key because all it takes is that one person for you to then connect with them and start to make the ripples and the domino effect within within whatever organisation that may be whether it uh, whether it be a gp surgery or a bigger hospital or trust organisation
0: i've been in the workplace now 25 26 27 years it's actually for us to start speaking up and talking about being a parent and making it okay to talk about so that other people coming through can, can see that. Cause as soon as one person saying it, then other people, and I guess that's exactly what's happened online. One person has said it, then there's been loads of support. So then other people can say, and it snowballs. So you just need one or two people to, to, to start talking about it and start. Like you said, Naz being vulnerable and disclosing that the struggles that they're having, cause then it just makes it okay for everybody else.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's okay. I'm trying to to do this more and more at workplace, okay. you know, as a radiology consultant, you know, we sit in a dark room, we are not one of the nicest people around. I think it was yesterday I was on call and one of the juniors came down and she was she was almost in tears because she was a foundation doctor and she did she she couldn't really finish her job and she was told off by the nurses. And you know, I just made her sit down and I was like, Look you're not a failure. And she was like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm disturbing you as well. And I said, look, this is something which I went through as, as a as a foundation doctor. And it's absolutely fine to fail. You know, we are human beings at the end of the day. And I had a chat with her and she was she was so happy. And today I got a text from her that thank you for supporting me. You really made my day. You made me feel so much better. So I think we need to have these chats about our failures, about our vulnerabilities, about, you know, about our issues, because at the end of the day, it's a strength, actually, your your vulnerability is, is your strength. And when we all talk about it, then it becomes a power as what it has become in PMG UK. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It should be seen as a positive thing, vulnerability. I think think it gets,
2: the the, the trouble is it's a very, very often women are described as being vulnerable and it's not, it's it's very often not said in a positive way either. But actually being uh, vulnerable and open and honest is is really important. And for that exact reason that actually I'm going to start mentoring GPs who are just two years out of qualifying as a GP. And I, I see that as such a privilege. It's like, right i you know i i tell them my burnout story i tell them that i look completely sorted now but 6 7 years ago i was you know a shell i couldn't i couldn't do anything but actually and if i'd known what led up to that i probably would never have let it happen but actually this is my opportunity to to if i can prevent one episode of burnout by just being that mentor for them yeah my job is done yeah
0: and you can, you can hear Catherine's story on, I think it was maybe episode three, four or five, wasn't it um, really early on tiny habits, big changes. I thought, and Catherine's been on, you know, describing that, but it doesn't take many people in the workplace. Does it, it just takes one or two to make a huge difference. And, you know, I'm sure everyone can think of like one person that inspired them as they were a junior doctor coming through or one person that was kind to them. So it, it's, it's not much.
1: It does go a long way, isn't it? And you never know whom, I mean, at least on PMG UK, I keep on saying that you you never know whom you have inspired because you keep on telling your stories because your story, these are, these are strong. These are really strong. Your stories do inspire many. And yeah, they do go a long way sometimes.
0: And I think it's not just sharing vulnerability, but it's actually supporting as well. And I've been so impressed by the way that the members of the PMG UK group have actually supported each other. And now you've got some amazing stories of what's gone on.
1: Uh, there have been stories about you know the educational support which this group provides as i said you know this is the only forum which has uh, brought uh, the primary and the secondary care doctors under one roof and uh, the clinical scenarios which are discussed it's it's fantastic because uh, you get the you get the input from a gp you get a specialist input so it's more of like a complete multidisciplinary team uh, approach of a case which is which you know which which was lacking before so we discuss clinical uh, scenarios and this group is often suggested by appraisers for CPD. And I've got many members who have joined the group because it was suggested by the appraisers. We have supported a uh, few members, unfortunately, had cancer and we did support them on the group. And a uh, few of the members actually went to their house and supported them with child care, which was a big thing. We did support them financially as well. They have quite a few members who are domestic abuse victims. We did support them on the group, and a few of them, I spoke to one of them actually, who who was a domestic abuse victim, and she was moving from one city to another, and in every city she got a PMG UK member to support her. And now, when she's out of this whole thing and she's now settled, she has been sending me pictures of her kids and uh, you know she has and she 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 said that you know without the support of the group we, she would not have been able to uh, to get through through this it's not just in the uk outside the uk as well we have provided support so there was a poster who posted on the group about her um, mother she went to milan and uh, she developed a pneumothorax so she was quite worried so she posted on the group and the group immediately responded and within 2 hours she got help in Milan and they, they planned the, the route back from Milan to home and she was sorted within two hours. So I think that was that was incredible. So this is, you know, this, this, this was the usual stuff which you, we used to do pre-COVID. But COVID completely changed. It changed everything.
0: I get it. top five episodes sorry and leap into your happiest thriving self again just go to you are not slash quiz hey. tell us something that had a real impact on you through covid that really touched you when you read about it
1: there was another story where one of one of the members' grandfather tested positive for COVID and he was dying. She was she was around you know hundreds of miles away and with lockdown she was she couldn't really go there. So she was feeling very upset and sad and she knew that he's going to die. He was not up for escalation as well. So she posted on the group telling them how she feels and wished if one of the members could go and give a virtual hand squeeze to the dying grandfather. And if someone could just tell tell him that, you know, she loves her and also could someone tell her the Arsenal score. (laughs) So her wish was granted. Someone who was working in the hospital went in and, you know, helped her out. And so uh, sadly, he died. And then after a few days, she posted an update saying that the power and kindness of the group will never be forgotten. I know he was, I know he's not with me, but I know that he was not alone when he was dying. And that's, that's, a, that's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think it, it's it's kindness, isn't it? I think it's the kindness that, that's, coming, that's coming across. And I think kindness is so, well, in this day and age, it's so, so important, isn't it? Um,
1: I, you remember the story of the lady of the member whose daughter was bullied? Yeah, I was just thinking, I was just thinking yeah. of that.
2: Yeah. 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 She posted about her daughter being bullied and it was her birthday coming up and she'd not had any friends. And oh, my goodness, there was just this outpouring of gifts sent to sent to this girl. And I think I think that the, the, the member was out. So it was her husband, <laughs> that sort <of> asked her, <laughs> just this postman going, um, like three thousand. Gi- oh, and she, she'd posted it. And it was. Ju- yeah, I was in tears. Yeah. It was,
1: that was, that was, so it was, it was one of the Hive members whose uh, daughter was bullied and trolled at school. It was her birthday coming up and she was alone and the mother was quite sad and she was feeling very lonely, didn't know how to tackle it. So she, she asked the Hive, she posted on PMG UK and took advice from the Hive. Or to be honest, just sharing her emotions rather than you know, asking for advice. There was overwhelming support, as Catherine said. There were hundreds of cards of love and support, hundreds of uh, gifts which were actually sent to her from complete strangers. It lifted her spirit, and she said she she felt like a celebrity. So you know, it's it's great because we are not just helping each other out; we are we are extending our support to the family members. It is it is incredible.
0: I think that's fantastic, isn't it? And it's just. It's just striking me that there's this huge unmet need out there for professionals in these high stress jobs for connection, for support, for wisdom, for a bit of, for a bit of kindness. And it's just so, it's so fantastic that PMG UK has been able to do that for this particular section of mums who are also doctors. Well, I'm just thinking, what, what advice would you give to? to you know other 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 folks out there who in, in different professions or different genders or just different sort of demographics who who desperately need that that support and connection and kindness but feel that they're very isolated and then they're not getting that at work I mean Catherine is, what would you sort of be advising them as a mentor I don't
2: think you can wait for other people
0: to be kind to you but
2: you can do something. I, I mean, I know there's j- just been roundabout of Kindness Day, hasn't it, which my kids are very excited about, but, but actually, why don't you do something? And it's almost being the trailblazer, the first person to do it. Everybody's got some kindness in them. You know, and so often we have these thoughts, we think, oh God, that was great. I should thank them for that. And then we don't. Like my practice manager at the end of the meeting yesterday, went round everybody individually. It, you know, it's a team's meeting, it's a nightmare asking everybody who'd not contributed or was a bit quiet everything okay, do you want to say anything and I thought well, that's so good it was just a, it was just such a such a small thing and I thought I must thank him for that because it's the more people are thanked and feel valued, the more likely that they are then going to 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 re- repay the favor and and, and pass it on mm-hmm. and it's it 's something about changing that culture, and the culture changes with one small act it it really does and uh, and it's it, it's just simple things like saying hello, saying thank you, offering somebody a cup of tea, tiny little things, filling the kettle up after it's empty, emptying the dishwasher. Just little things that start to ripple through an organisation. It's, it's, I don't think it's about the big shifts are great, but it's got to start
1: somewhere. I think I would just like to add that, you know, if you're feeling alone and if you feel overwhelmed, you know, just don't keep it to yourself talk to someone, talk about it, try and get support. There are many support mechanisms in place. We are lucky to have PMG UK, but there are many other uh, support mechanisms in place within the NHS, in fact, outside the NHS. You know, talk about it, talk about your issues.
0: I think one of the things that I am struck by though is needing to get, yes, we need support from our sort of people above us, we need support, but we need support from our peers. And the thing that struck me about this Facebook group is that, it's 100% peers you know you know that they're people in exactly the same boat because sometimes with the best one in the world someone from a completely different organization in a different job just has no idea what it's like you know to do this particular I have no idea what it's like to work as a lawyer for example you know trying to close a deal at 3am you know it just must be really tricky and and you need support from people who are in it at the same time and know so how how would you go about finding your tribe and finding those, those peers if you are feeling a bit isolated?
1: The first step is to find the common thread. And that will help in bringing you all together. But it's different from being together to hold on being together. It's about having the core set of values which we follow, the same ethos which, we, which you follow. Share your vulnerability be honest, just don't share your success and share your issues, share your crisis. Form a group, form a, form you know, have a peer support around you and be honest with them. And I must say that the first step is going to be hard. It's never easy, but it's not going to be a smooth sail, but hang on to it. We, she, Catherine is nodding her head. For us as admins, it's it, it's never been a, a smooth sail. It's been really hard running a group,
0: but hang on to it and it'll it'll be good. Yeah, I think I I like what you said, you know, create a a peer support group. And for some people, that might be online, that might be a Facebook group, or that might be a WhatsApp group, or I don't know, Clubhouse now, we've got all these different things. But actually, for, for for other people, that might be a meetup. For a meal once a month with you know some some friends, I was I was at a course uh, a couple of years ago doing one of the lead managed side courses, and this GP came up to me because I, I talk about the the power of sort of connection and things like that. He said that he's been meeting with his young practitioners group for about forty years now, <laughs> and they still go on weekends every year. They go on a weekend away. As the their young, you know, they're all nearly retired. But he said it's it's honestly been the thing that has kept him going throughout his practice. Just knowing, that even if you don't see them that often, knowing mm. that there's a bunch of people that you can just oh, just share with and 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 knowing that they've 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 got your back. And you know, it, it's like Catherine said, you might need to make the first step with with some of these things and go out and find people. But you know, the worst that can happen is someone says no. Presumably. <laughs>
1: It's not going to be easy, but but it's important to find that that common thread, uh, that common support. They might say no, but
2: when it when when you've gone from ten to ten thousand in four months, they'll join then, won't they?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see a peer support group in a pub meeting with ten thousand people. (laughs) That would be good, wouldn't it? But you know, yeah, even just coffee once a month somewhere or or a Zoom chat, things like that. I think I think we sort of forget that that is something we're in control of, you know, who we're connecting with, who we're hanging out with. And you know i've lost touch with a lot of people i used to work with but i know that i could if i wanted to just just reach out and go hey hang on, are you free can we go for a coffee can we go for a walk and just just touch base with people yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to do that at workplace to be honest because it's quite hard i found it quite easy at
1: you know me and katherine we we are friends now katherine uh, yeah we are friends.
0: You know. <laughs> good to confirm that <laughs> <laughs> as I said you know
1: it was quite hard and having those uh, uh, the admin team which shares the same core values as as me has helped having people like uh, like Catherine and you know Roxy and uh, Maria I think that does make 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 a huge difference so yes I'm trying to find that common thread Rachel at workplace because I'm still finding it hard to get that same warmth which I get on PMG UK Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to as I said, trying to find the common thread. So I know this person is interesting in painting. So I just go and talk to her about painting and I try to warm up, you know, something other than work. And on that common topic, I genuinely try to to have a chat with them. And so we have got quite a few now at workplace who have common interests and we, we go out, we have a cup of tea together, talk about those topics.
0: And yeah, that that helps. That helps a lot. Mm. I was listening to a podcast recently. I'm talking about this all the time. So apologies to anyone who's heard me talk about this before, but about how to create connection in the workplace. And it's interesting. It doesn't take long. Apparently, it takes 40 seconds to form a deep connection with someone. But it's about really seeing that person, you know, and some self-disclosure can be helpful. So, you know, if someone says, how are you going bit tired today because I've had a difficult weekend with the baby or whatever or just you know this is what I'm struggling with can be really helpful but also just even remembering people's names <laughs> that's a big yeah. thing or finding uncommon commonalities so as you said you know you that person's into, into painting well if you were as well and that's something you can really connect with because that's something that you've you've both got in common so I think sometimes we just feel that we don't really need friends at work.
1: We do need friends work, I think. We do. Yeah, if nothing
2: else, to have a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so so important. The humour is so important. And essentially what you say about making that connection, I think there's something about making connection with patients as well, especially in this time. And I really felt it yesterday, this woman who, you know, I I... I I don't think I'd met her face to face, but we, you know, she said to me at the end of it, I just I could just listen to you all day. I've just laughed so much. It's like, mm-hmm. Mainly, mainly because I don't really know what to do with you. But, but it was just so nice because there is so little human connection now, isn't there? Yeah. And actually, she was craving it and I was probably craving it a bit as well. And, uh, you know, we did the serious stuff, but we, we had a laugh as well. And it was it was really I, you know, she left smiling and, and I smiled when I wrote up her notes.
0: Yeah. This makes the whole day better, doesn't it? I mean, it can transform a morning or an afternoon. Yeah. yeah. And we're at work long enough not to be miserable while we're there. We need to, we need to connect. And also, I mean, I always say, even if you don't think you need friends at work, you do just because if you have that difficult patient or something that you just need someone to debrief who's not going to judge you, who's just going to sit and listen.
1: And if you're having a bad day, I think, you know, I've started opening up to people and I have been telling them, look, I had a tough day because, you know, there were so many patients and I found it difficult because no one talks about it. And so uh, I think we have to start talking about our about our issues and be open and honest about it. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best.
0: I know we haven't got a huge amount of time left. Very quickly, what sort of themes are coming up in the group? Issues that people are particularly struggling with right now, just at the end of lockdown three, particularly with with relation to work?
1: They're quite a mixed bag, isn't it, to be honest. With regards to COVID, I would say because, you know, the questions which are coming in the, because now I'm running PMG UK and there's a subgroup of PMG UK, which is the COVID group. So the questions have varied. Initially, it was all about PPE, about different guidelines, about research. What is the right thing to do? And besides that, COVID just exposed the exposed the issues more deeply and showed the cracks in the system. To be honest, so it's about being alone and uh, feeling alone in at workplace at times because there's so less as as a human connection. We are just going there working with all those PPE things, and yeah, the general struggles about being a mum, being a doctor, managing everything, homeschooling.
0: Oh, that's it. Yeah, what a joy that is. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, you know, do you think there's any sort of gender specific things that, that that women have struggled with during COVID? And you said, actually, you've noticed that guys are struggling an awful lot. And actually, they the the you run a counselling service and the referrals have been higher from the, the men, actually, at
1: the moment. During COVID time, one of the companies called Frontline Conce- Counselling, they offered uh, free counselling services to our members. And we extended this to the COVID group, which includes men as well. And, yeah, there was more, you know, so men were more kind of like asking for help as, as compared to women. So, yeah, that's I think with what I've realised is in the COVID group that women, they talk about their issues much more than men. They men don't talk about their issues. They keep it to themselves. So I think I think that might be one of the reasons why. But maybe we're more used to being more
2: open. And, and again, it's what you're saying about it, almost like exposing the cracks, COVID. And actually, maybe men have just sort of gone along and sort of dealt with not having to express their, their fears and worries and vulnerability. But actually, COVID has come along and suddenly they're dealing with lots of other stuff. And 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 I think there's something about, you know, having the kids at home as well. It, it, although a lot of it will land on women's shoulders, it's men will have also had to step up in some cases as well, where they may not have done before.
1: Yes, that's correct. I mean, with COVID, you know, I mean, accept it or not, but we were dealing with something which no one knows about. We had no clue what we were dealing with, and we all were scared. We we were scared for our lives. We were scared for our future. And and as human beings, you know, we men are men and women were equally affected. Except that we had the forum. We knew how to talk about it. We did talk about it, but men did struggle. And I could see in the, in the start, they would not talk about it. They would be like, oh, well, why are we talking about these things? And slowly over the years, I've seen they have opened up. They are talking about the issues. They are talking about, uh, they are talking why they don't agree to things. And I, I think this open discussion was so important, which has now started in the COVID group. So that's, that's very, very interesting. Hmm.
0: Great. Well, I think the time's ended up and I know we have to go really soon. So can I just get from each of you your top three tips of, about how to increase your connection, your kindness and your support in your lives? Obviously, number one tip is join PMG UK if you can, <laughs> or a similar group if you can, if, if if you like being online. But what's um Catherine, what tips would you have?
2: I think there's something about treating others how you want to be treated, and not just waiting around and I suppose something about not being the victim as well why is nobody talking to me why is nobody being nice to me why has nobody brought me a cup of tea well how about if I make that cup of tea first and, and reach out to somebody and, and, and just and certainly when you're in um, a leadership role as well it's really important to to make those connections with every single person in the team everybody everybody has a part to play from chief exec down to you know every single member of staff and uh, I think there's something really important about that and as I said that the the overwhelming thing about being kind as well be kind and listen as well Mm. listen. Thank you
0: thanks Naz what about you?
1: My top tip would be just share your vulnerability with with people around you connect with people and you cannot do it alone sometimes it's important to connect and speak about your issues don't keep it to yourself talk about it
0: brilliant thank you thank you so much both of you for being on it's been absolute joy and delight and and just thank you for all the hard work as well you do in administering that group because i know it takes a lot of time and energy and effort and you do a lot a lot of support behind the scenes of people so thank you so much people wanted to reach you contact you how could they find you Catherine? where could we get you i'm not on twitter at the moment because i'm having a digital detox but Ooh, uh... <laughs> well done okay <laughs> well done it won't last. <laughs> well, we'll post some links up for you in, in case, in case yeah. you ever do decide to go back you never to know. grade. Yeah. And what about you, Naz?
1: If you want to reach me, just join PMG UK and uh, join the COVID group. Uh, if you are uh, male or you don't have a family,
0: we are there. We are there to support you. Great, and we'll post bo- both links on there so you can access them. So, thank you both so much, and we'll speak again soon. Thank you. Bye thank you. Bye Kate. then.